0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Liberis, Senior Manager, Marketing Operations at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your teaching and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening.
1: Hi everybody, it's Danielle. Hey everyone, it's Barry. Welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there's a lot happening right now and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips and best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. With us today, we are very honored to have a special education teacher from Missouri Megan Tedredine. Welcome, Megan.
2: Thank you so much for being here. If you don't mind just introducing yourself to our listeners, that'd be a great place to start. Sure. Um, I'm Meg Teddyne. Um, I am a fifth and sixth grade special education teacher um, in Missouri. And I have a self-contained classroom of, of kiddos who um, experience difficulties with their behavior and emotional regulations.
0: Well, welcome uh, back. Actually, welcome back to the podcast. We're excited to have you again. And last time when we chatted, it was in the middle of a pandemic, which we're still not quite out of, but you (laughs) did talk about how things were going then. So let's, let's now update our listeners. How have things been this school year and what are you focusing on this school year?
2: Yeah, so things are very different this school year. Um, Last school year, I I experienced, I think, every form of education that we could possibly provide students. Um, So this school year, we started off kind of resuming business as normal. Um, I have had six kids in my class with me every single day. We're still trying to social distance and still wearing masks and, you know, doing all of the protocols to stay safe in that regard. But, um, it's been a different year. I think kind of, we all, we all, at least in my experience, we all kind of thought things would kind of pick up and everybody would be really excited to be back. And and that was true for, you know, a week or two or maybe three. And then it kind of, we kind of all realized that we forgot how to be together. Um, And so we've been spending a lot of time just trying to, you know, build that community and figure out how to be, Um, in a place together again and how to deal with the fact that we've all been through this traumatic experience and it's changed the way that we all kind of function from day to day. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that with
1: us. It's so, so important. Um, And I think it's it's not something you just do on the first day of school. It's not like, oh, let's do a team building activity and then that's done, right? It's something that you have to work towards every single day, every single lesson, every single time you're interacting with your students. And so we would love to hear more about the specifics, especially if there are teachers listening that wanna replicate some of the awesome things you do with your students. Um, You don't mind just telling us a little bit more about how you build relationships and community
2: with your class, that would be great. Yeah, so um, we at the beginning of the year, every single year, I kind of try to lay out, you know, the regular routines, procedures, expectations, try to make those you know, as easy to understand as possible. So there is no gray area about like what's okay or acceptable and what's not. Um, And I make sure to to tell the kids, like those are the expectations I expect for me and the other adults in our classroom as well. Um, So specifically this year, especially taking into account um, everything that happened with the pandemic and then kind of where our society is at as far as like, um, the social changes that are happening, um especially over the last year and a half. Um, I wanted to really focus on um, building my students' voice. And so we talked about like their literal voice and then talked about like figuratively, what does that mean? What does it mean to use your voice? And um our theme has really been being advocates and activists for the change that we want to see. Um, and I think that really, teaching them about voice, we spent, you know, the first two weeks really diving into that and diving into that in every academic area. It wasn't just what we were talking about in writing. It wasn't just what we were talking about in reading. We were talking about voice and message and word choice and audience and purpose in every single subject area. Um, and they really, like, took a hold of that, and I think felt some ownership over the fact that over the last year, their voices were not heard, because they, we were in a time of crisis, and so, you know, they weren't able to interact in the ways that they wanted to, and they weren't able to get a hold of their teachers in the ways that they wanted to, but now we can make sure to build that up, Um, and so we talked, we've talked a lot about about their own voice, but then also in how we respect other people's voices. Um, and one of the big things that that we have been working with is restorative practices. So um, we now sit in a circle every day. So I noticed that there was a lot of like, this person's staring at me, I'm I'm really frustrated. Why are they looking at me? And so now we're all staring at each other all day long. And actually that has like, totally brought down all of those complaints about somebody staring at me you know and um has made them into more of a community we've talked a lot about what things we want in a community and like wrote all of those things down what do you want to see what kind of characteristics does uh, our beloved community have Um, And then talking about the expectations that we have of ourselves and others, and then talking about how we can hold each other accountable, um, and that all of those things are true for not only teacher to student, but student to student and student to teacher. Um, So they are very good at saying, well, you told me to use my voice, so I don't like that we are having to do this math. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. I did tell you to use your voice, even when it's like a frustrating thing, like, no, we have to do this math that's what I'm teaching them is to advocate for themselves because at some point they might need to advocate for somebody else as well. So um, I think that that has probably been the biggest, the biggest thing. And then we're doing a lot of projects that are requiring them to work together. Um, Even if it's just like they're sharing ideas with one another that has, they are more willing to do that right now. I think because in the past they haven't gotten those opportunities in the past year. And so this year, it's kind of like, oh, I can finally like engage with people my own age, not through a computer screen. So, yeah.
0: So, I'm going to encourage you to write the um, global application of what you're doing in your classroom, because I think everyone, uh, especially in the United States, could stand yeah. to learn how to get along, how to work together how to trust, how to make eye contact with each other. And I think what you're sharing is so interesting because at our company, at Curriculum Associates, we have grown so fast over the last two years. And we typically used to gather in person. And even Sarah used to work in an office. I mean, I was always remote, but we're still figuring out how to return, and you are doing that with students in such a compelling, amazing way. I mean, there's so much there that you shared from the staring at you. Like that's something I was a special ed teacher to a uh, fifth and sixth grade. So I get it. Yeah. I, t- I got what you're, I got what you're laying down. Um, but they, that when students are so paranoid about that, it's because they don't trust. They they're, they don't trust and they're nervous about their own insecurities. So the fact that you have them sit in a circle and normalize eye contact and normalize that, that even just spending time with each other, knowing that you are literally creating a safe space for them. That's so wonderful. And your students are so lucky to have you. And yes. um, I just really do think in all of your spare time, which is nothing because you're an educator, (laughs) but in, but you know, in the future someday, someday, what you have to share is pretty remarkable. I think a lot of people
2: could learn from that. Thank you. Well, they've, they've done a lot of the work too. I can't take, I can't take all of the credit for it for sure. Like I tried to be very, um, reflective about like my own biases and my own thoughts and feelings about things and about putting that aside because, You know, I'm working with students who have been removed from their school and put in my special education school and in my specific classroom um, because they didn't fit into the community in their previous school. And so regardless of whether or not um, they were deemed as or seen as a bad kid in the past, um, they are seen just as a kid in my classroom. And so we talked a lot about like that safety part of it. Like, this is a place you can feel safe. If you don't feel safe, we need to talk about it. Um, and they, I mean, it's been really moving. There are some days that I just want to like cry because of how um, vulnerable they're willing to be in ways that I have not necessarily seen kids do in a group setting in front of peers, and it's because they've built that trust. Even if they're not best friends, they've built that trust that like nobody's going to go and share your business somewhere else. Um, and we do a morning meeting every day where they are asked to share. They don't have to; they're welcome to, but they all choose to like share and talk about really hard topics. Um, we're not just talking about you know science and math. We're talking about. Um, civil rights leaders who aren't well-known we're talking about indigenous peoples who are who are advocating for their communities and so they are um really sharing what they think and to be honest it's it's really moving because they all want want to make change for their world um and are starting to see that they could possibly do that because they do have a voice so yeah they i mean I'm lucky to have them. And they are so lucky to have you.
1: I know you're not going to take any credit for it because you're the most selfless (laughs) selfless person ever, but you're facilitating that. You set up the physical space, right? You you created that environment. They are willing to take risks and talk about those things because of what you have set up for them. So thank you for that. And thank you for all you do. It's, It's so inspiring and such a breath of fresh air. And I love just the way that you've thought about community and the different not just the normal, like I said, team building activities or like share with a partner what you did. It's like so much more than that and what you do every day. So thank you, Megan. We appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you
0: guys. <laughs> and I totally agree with what Sarah just said. You are the champion. You want your children to be for themselves. And it absolutely needs to start with the teacher. And yes, they will rise up because you're holding them you're holding the space. You have the high expectation, you have belief in them, but you are the perfect example of what I've been sharing. I feel like over the last couple of weeks and presentations of how, how the, the power of being a champion for your student, because they will rise up because Absolutely. you are creating that space for them. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. This has been a great, uh, for me, I, this has been a very uplifting, energizing conversation. Just, just remembering, how I'm I mean it's we haven't talked to you for a little bit so just thanks again for gracing our zoomcast podcast <laughs> um but we we unfortunately that is all the time we have for today yeah. but I would love for you just to share one piece of advice or something for educators listening if they want to also be the change they want to see with their students and create the sense of community that you are weaving into all things that's the other oh that's the other thing I wanted to point out like I love that you're integrating this. It isn't like, okay, on Tuesday, we're going to build community. No, you are building community every single day. And then learning happens within that. So what's something that as we start to wrap up that you'd like to share with other educators thinking about this?
2: Um, I would say probably the biggest thing is, is willing to be reflective about your effect on your community. Um, I think as special educators, we, we know that, um, that behavior is a result of the environment we create. And so while our environment, my environment does not necessarily um, get rid of all behaviors, it does give us a chance to kind of discuss and problem solve in a way that maybe we wouldn't um, if we didn't have that environment. So I try to be really reflective about the space that I'm keeping and the space that I'm holding for my kids. Um, and then also just, view them as the adults that they're going to be someday. They're not just they're not just a kid who's here to learn math. They're a kid who's here because they need to be molded into who they're going to become and as a part of their constellation of support, I'm one of the people who is supposed to hold that space for them and be a model to them. So, that's what I would say.
1: Thank you Megan. There's really nothing to to say to that except thank you and I hope that my daughter has teachers like you someday and, and your kids and their families and your community are just so lucky to have you. You're, you're amazing. Thank you. And we really Thank appreciate you, guys you being so much. Here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow along as always on Twitter at Curriculum Association and on Instagram at my iReady and be sure to tag us in your posts so we can see the work you do. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, please email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Please be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts and review an episode if you feel inclined so we can reach more educators. This is about you. We are here for you.
0: So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.